0: Hello and thank you for joining us. This is Brian, your host of the Parish the Thought Show. The opinions of said host and our guests have not been sanitized or scientifically tested, so please, consume at your own risk. Ladies and gentlemen and whoever else is listening, welcome to the show today. My guest today is Jason Christiansen. And Jason is my guest today because uh, he does a little weekly video series called uh random thought Thursday random thought Thursdays and you did one last was it last week one I no it was a couple weeks oh, always yeah. about failing in pain no oh, you was your failing in pain one is that the one we're talking
1: about yeah I don't
0: know oh anyway know. well I'm gonna slaughter this so I'm okay. just gonna let you take it over so you do these random thought Thursdays why
1: yeah. uh because um I so the Religious organization, I go to. I you can say it, whoever it is, it's okay. I I go to the LDS Church, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints. A lot, uh, there's a lot of beliefs. Uh, wow, let's let's should we just jump off the deep end right now? Jump okay. So, I believe that there is a club and there's a gospel part to most churches, most Christian churches I've seen, um, from. Uh, born against to Baptist. It's actually really strong in the Baptist church where um, they're members of the church and not the gospel. And this is the part where you have to dress the certain way and you have to be there on time. And there's lots of these things that are really, really good that if, if your heart's in the right place, you'll do. But the problem is, is doing the things when your heart's not in the right place and worse than that, judging people when they're not doing the thing that you feel is important like flip-flops to church. It's been talked about in general conference or the number of earrings you wear. I mean, these are, these are rules that have been given by a prophet or caffeine. I mean, Larry King, Gordon B Hinckley says no caffeine on national television. So that's said by a prophet. That's that's doctrine. If you're drinking a Coke, I mean, basically you're going directly against the prophet modern revelation. You're basically going to burn in hell. Right. Okay. Anyway, that that's okay. all club. That's all club stuff, right? And 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 Christ said, "Be ye therefore perfect, even as Iers your Father in heaven is perfect," right? But the problem is, is like none of us are, and so the guidelines are given, the commandments are given. If you want the perfect cake, these are the ingredients. It's the way you should make it, right? But all of us do it a little different. And the thing we need to do is love God first. And like if you look at if you look at uh, sports, um, like the NFL, these people practice religion perfectly because um like why do you go to church same reason you should go to a football game or watch the game on tv because you love the game right if someone doesn't show up to the game you're like oh bud why weren't you there like you missed a really good missed a really good game and in the fourth quarter this thing happened and we cried like you don't say that you're like where were you like the game was awesome wicked and like you missed it and like ah, oh, we missed you like and that's how it should be like if someone stops in the church like whoa it was awesome, and where were you? And not like, oh, we're worried about your eternal salvation, because you never know, like, what's going on with them really on the inside. Every house has a story yeah.
0: that you don't know about, and you mentioned perfection. Yeah, yeah we say be ye perfect, but and we take that literally instead of. And I have, this is how I've come to get my head around that: is perfect is trying all the time perfect but or i guess let me back up defining what perfection means first and then but my my theory is that he doesn't he knows we're not going to be perfect god knows we're not going to be perfect but i think his definition of perfection is never giving up screwing up falling down failing all these things
1: you mentioned and just keep trying that to me is the definition of perfection so well, that's the plan right yeah. i mean all of Jesus Christ. I think so often people say, "Well, you messed up, so you're not going to make it, right?" But like the plan was to mess up. There was never a plan where, like, well, a few of you go down and be perfect. No, like one of you will go down and be perfect, and he's going to pay for the rest of you to be screw ups. Hopefully, you learn, right? So that's 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 the whole thing. Like, and and then and then I think the real struggle should be: Do you want to continue to progress? Because I think the damnation happens, and we're all so scared about being damned. I don't think anyone, I don't think God or any angel, will ever say like, "You are halted in your progression." You just get to the point where you're like, "I don't want to work out today. I'm gonna sit home and eat potato chips and watch TV." Boom. There's your damnation right there. And that, like, because we all get to a point like, this is good enough for me. Like in our careers, in our in our everything. Like, I'm not gonna work out anymore. This is, this is where my progression is halted and you pick it. And God wants us all to be happy. And so he's going to let us all progress as much as we want. And he, he uh, come, come on, come on the whole time. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. And when we say I'm good, he'll be like, okay, love you. I guess you could
0: compare that to parenting. Um, Cause with my kids, you know you want them to achieve and do all these great things that maybe you didn't do or couldn't do or whatever and you can't it's like pushing a rope yeah. you can't <laughs> yeah. you cannot i've i've learned to sort of embrace with my children the things that drive me crazy about them i've learned to embrace that versus trying to fight it and try to mold them into something i think they should be and i think that's give me an example God. how you embrace an example um one of my Daughter's loves or did love the Kardashians. Keeping up, and she kept up. Man, she knows every part about the Kardashians' world and why they're amazing to her. And for years, I'm like, listen, that's stupid. Huh. It's <laughs> it's a waste of time. They're famous because they're famous. They're not doing anything. And and she's like, I don't care, Dad. I'm, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to I'm going to follow them and. Finally, it just hit me one day, just embrace it. So I said, uh, she was going through beauty school at the time. And I said, okay, let's let's create a a salon for you when you get out, when you get graduated. That's almost like Buffalo Wild Wings. And for those who don't know what Buffalo Wild Wings is, it's a a sports bar that has like 37 TVs around the, the restaurant. And you can watch any sports thing you want while you're eating. I said, let's do that concept. But instead of sports on there, you've got ETV, you've got net, you get all these tabloid type shows that are um, playing in the background while you ladies are getting your hair done and doing superficial things. You know, superficial according to my perspective. I said, let's let's embrace that, and then let's make some money with your love of the Kardashians and yeah. things that I see, I deem superficial and dumb. Yeah. That's how I. That's and I think that's how God works. He's just like, you know, I really don't care what you do. Just work hard at it and and I'll support you where I can. Yeah. That's my theory.
1: Well, yeah. I like like, that. That's a really good insight. And I really like that. Um, cause I five kids and I struggle with whatever, um, loving what they're loving. But like really, um, if you want people to follow, if you want to be a good leader, like it, it works best with love. It works best um, when when they want to do it because they want you to be happy, not because they want to complete the task so they can do something right. Like it's it's the this celestial laws love, and then the next one's responsibility, and the next one's fear. And so often it's do this or else. That's that's really really low law. But when you can go, I mean the the, the power of God is like I would. I would appreciate your help here. And then you're like, how good can I do it? You know, not like what what's the least I can do to get by? But like, so when you show the love, then, then the, the powers manifest somewhere else, like not necessarily in the salon, but like when you're like, you get, you love your daughter that way. Especially when, I don't know, I, 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 I can only see her as interpreting that as love because of your history of saying like, I don't care. Right, and then she feels all this love, and then when you, when you need, she's going to be way apt to perform. Right. You sort of just
0: get out of their way and let them, let them do what they're going to do, and and then they will. They won't hate you for forcing them to do something.
1: Yeah. You know, you kind of. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I, I guess like. Like uh, Brene Brown. Yes. Uh, in one of her later books, I can't remember. She's like, do you believe that everybody's doing their best? And that's like one of the, one of the things that's changed my life. It changed the way I viewed my life because I was like, like, I'm not doing my best. I could have done better. Like, and that's why I'm not doing my best. Cause I could have done better. I could have pushed a little hard. I could have done, but like in the, um, she gives a story about another speaker and uh, she didn't believe she was doing her best. And like that, framing uh your mind that everybody is doing their best gives has given me a lot more freedom so um and and she even brings up after some of her talks they'll be like well what about the uh, child molester or the terrorist you know it's by by feeling that everybody's doing their best doesn't deem them good but it gives you free uh more power to do what's best. So if you've got an employee who consistently shows up late and doesn't do their job and you realize that they're doing the best they can, you can go to them and say, realize you're doing your best. I want the best thing for you. This job is not the best thing for you because your failure to perform renders you incapable of doing the duties. So we're going to let you go. We love you to death. Where can we get you? Rather than if you would only shape up and do better, you know, but looking at your kids that way, um, they're doing the best they can, giving them love. I don't know, loving the things that they love. But that's a hard thing to do. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. All right. That was fun. That
0: was fun. <laughs> <laughs> talking about failure? <clears throat> yeah. Let's, let's talk about your,
1: your episode the other day about you, the failure, why that meant oh. so much to you. Yeah. So I've been failing a lot lately. It's really interesting. And I think, um, without being, uh, too crass
0: would, would saying get in line be too offensive? No. Cause we're all, Oh, get in line, get in line, behind, in the, right. the, get in line behind the
1: failures. Get, get yourself in line. <laughs> Quit failing. <laughs> no. Yeah. Get in line. But it's interesting. Cause like what you, um, you you see what you look at. See the world through your eyes. If whatever you focus on, you see right. And so, um, I'm paying more attention to things I want to change and seeing a lot of failures. But um, I'm trying to see it in a new in a new light um, because, like, before anybody does anything, before you succeed, it's filled with failure. And and um, I, don't, I don't care who you are or what you've done. I mean, uh, Warren Buffett. And a few other people talk about, like, when they started out, they didn't know what they're doing. I mean, they'd never made millions before, or, you know. So we're all we're all there. And and if you look, well, failure is not final. Success isn't permanent, right? Um, it's the curse to continue that counts, or something, is the quote that I love. So, like, um, in in marketing and business, like most of most of what gets spent or sent out isn't replied to or followed up on. Like, we know this. Like, you, there are invitations for a party. Typically, you're going to have attrition. They're, they're not going to show up, you know? And if you look at that, if I look at that as I failed 90% of the time, you know, rather than I succeeded 10% of the time, if I need to double this, I just double my failure. Right. Anyway, and then, and then um, I really, really, don't like pain. <laughs> so I I uh, like it in, in that's, rock climbing. That's called normal, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I
0: don't like to be in pain. Who? I don't think anyone that I know anyone that does.
1: No one comes to mind. That would be a good interview, though. Yeah, it would be Find some really I love interesting. Pain.
0: I love pain. Let's well, it's interesting. Okay, so there's a
1: quote from Comedians and Cars with Coffee. Jerry Seinfeld says it to another guy. And he says pain is just information entering the body quicker than you're ready for it. Yeah. And I, I I love that. Like it's so illuminating because like um and he talks about stubbing your toe. Like there's the coffee table. Like there it is. And we will continue to remind you. And so pain is a good thing, right? But um so I've started bouldering again. Mm-hmm. Uh I used to rock climb a ton as a teenager, and then I was um as the older I got, the more reminders of mortality I receive. I, I did, I did rock throwing as a teenager. Does that count? It's about the same thing, okay. <laughs> it's, but it's super fun. So I go to an indoor climbing gym and they just do bouldering. So there's no ropes. I can go by myself, just shoes and chalk bag and up the rock I go. But I was talking to a, another friend who used to climb and I hate falling because I hate failure and I hate pain and I, you fall into pads, but it's still uncomfortable and you can still get hurt. Um, but more than that, I hate falling off the rock. I don't mind the pain of the impact very much and it doesn't hurt that bad, but I, I don't like the failure. And so I, um, I started with a guy who I was quite a bit better than, and he's already surpassed me because he'll, he doesn't care if he falls and he'll fall and fall and fall and fall and fall. And so like I actually, it was, it was a breakfast yesterday with friends when they brought, he brought this up. If you're not falling, you're not trying hard enough. And so,
0: so is your, what you're thinking behind, you don't like to fall, is it because, and this is just me trying to maybe put words into your mouth, but is it because you feel like all that effort has been wasted? No. And you got to start s- over? don't want someone to see me fail. So it's not, it's about what you look like to others. Yeah. It's totally pride. Okay. It's, it's, I'm really good at pride. So where do you think that comes from?
1: Uh, the quest for perfection. I don't know what it was instilled in me. And I don't, I hesitate to say, let me me stop you for a second.
0: If you were to fall and no one was there, like, you know, the whole falling in the the tree falling in the woods thing, if you were to fall and no one was there, would I care? Would would you care as much? And do you think those people are even watching you?
1: Well, actually, I think because most of the people I climb with when I'm climbing are better than me, Um, if they care which I doubt they do. They probably would think I was cooler if I was falling more. Right. Okay. So it's, it's totally internal because I mean, I, I watch them climb and they fall and they fall and they fall and they fall and they fall. And they're so, better than you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Most of them are I go early in the morning because it's my sacred time.
0: Gotcha. All right. So you mentioned, I was asking you where that
1: came from. You said, you know, maybe church. Yeah, I don't. I, ha- I hate when everything gets blamed on church because I don't think it is. I, the, From what I see, the people who complain about the hypocrites and the perfectionists in church are the biggest hypocrites and perfectionists themselves. So they're like, I don't go to church because it's filled with hypocrites. And this lady does this and she's so wicked. And that lady does that and she's so wicked. And this guy does that. And he's. And I think, what? <laughs> what are, like, everybody's a screw up. And that's why we go to church, right? Yeah. But I mean, you don't go to church because you screw up. You go to church because you. Don't want to screw up as bad. Yeah,
0: you want to be less, less of a dink the following day than you were the previous day.
1: Yeah. That's how. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So there's that's that's that. So I yeah, trying to f- fail more and 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 not just like go do stupid things, but let's try something new. Let's try a new way to approach this. See how that works and and track it. And I'm like, so my mind is continually blown. And, like, by that I mean I can't handle the information it has. Like I can't reason with it and I can't use it of, like, returning and reporting. So I, I journal. And I've journaled tons, like, tons and tons of journals. And people would be like, wow, that's incredible you journal. But a lot of what I journal is, like, if I said this out loud, people would think I'm crazy. So I put it in my journal, right? And then I started to journal for a little bit of uh, creation and achievement but it's ridiculously hard. Like I, I wish I could, I wish I could write down my day the way it's going to happen and then have it happen that way. I try it almost every day with my Google calendar. I put in my appointments, but inevitably someone will come into my office and needs help or I'll get a phone call from someone that I want to take and it blows my schedule. So I haven't figured out like, how to do that, but I'd love, I, I really think like God does that, right? He says, this is what's going to happen today. So there is a
0: Mormon message called, um, you'll never know, or you never know. And it's about this woman who has all these, uh, this goals for the day. things she wants to do, she's got a couple of kids of her own. So she's, you know, busy mom. And so she goes throughout the day and every time she tries to make, make, you know, gains towards that goal, someone knocks on the door and said, Hey, can you watch my kids? Or no. I need, I need you to help with this. I need you to help me that. Can you help me that? I mean, you said you did this and. And then her sister wants to talk to her about struggles she's having at work, and at the end of the video, she is just she misses her she misses her goal. It was trying to she was trying to meet up with an old high school friend that was passing through town and through the airport. She was going to meet her at the airport, and she ends up not happening. And she was just so frustrated and bummed. And at the end of the day, she sits down, she's praying with her family and her kids, saying the little prayers, and then it then you hear the uh, the voiceover saying. You may not know all the good you do, you know, basically. And it's just like it shows all the things because of what she did, how it blessed those people's lives. But she had no idea. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I've seen that one. That's a good one. A lot of those are good. Yeah. And
0: then some.
1: And then some. Yeah. Oh. I don't remember how we got to that, but you were talking about, can we bring up the temple? Is that all right? Yeah. Cause I thought about this. I thought about this. So in my life. Okay. So, um, my like single 40 year old man and like, it's super like, this is the way I see it. People who see me and who care about me it's like, I can hook you up. Here's a girl. But the problem is, is like dating is really weird right now. And, uh, um, a lot of times people because so like I've, I've done things in my life I'm, I mean I got divorced nobody's perfect it takes two right mm-hmm. but I mean it's easy if you were going to point a finger you could say it's my fault we'll go we'll go that far and so um, it's easy for uh, ecclesiastical leadership to say you're going the wrong way in your life right now and I really don't I, I think like are the path to God is if like if you picture sure like a solar system and and the sun is God and everybody's scattered through the solar system. And so some people are going left. Others are going right. Some are going up or down or variations of it. I mean, there's all this access on it. And we need to be super, super careful as we see someone screaming by us the opposite way that we don't say, you're going the wrong way because I'm going to God, right? Because it's, it's not a static thing of where God is in our life. Like, so um, You you talk about like, you're serving in the temple and it doesn't feel right right now. And the easy thing to say would be like, no, you've got to do the commandment because that's what it's written. But that goes back all the way back to the club mentality of the church. Like you have to do the commandment. Like Jesus himself said, you know, like now I'm going to eat food on the Sabbath. I'll walk where I want. Because like the whole idea is let's point you to God. This is the general direction. Like, you know, don't do drugs. Don't, To have extramarital sex, uh, don't kill people in general, you know, but like one of the most spiritual guys I know, bar none has killed a lot of people. He was in the army. That was his job. And he talks about like, it's crazy. He was a contractor and it like crazy. And like, you know, so it's like, as you're like, I'm not going to serve for a while. Like perfect. That's your path. And like how you love the Kardashians for your daughter. Like that, it goes all the way back there. Like see, see someone, recognize them, know they're a child of God, know that God has a plan for them and love them. I think mean, that's what, what for, love God, love your fellow man. Right. And then, and then like the, 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 eight is thou shalt not steal. I mean, so you see someone stealing. The first thing you do is love them, you know? Yeah. Anyway. I think it's funny. You mentioned,
0: you know, the, the second commandment of loving your neighbor One, identify who that neighbor is. It's everybody around you. And if we all just did that, there would be zero problems in the world with, I mean, just on an interpersonal level, on social media, everywhere. You see the the vitriol, the fighting that's going on. We would just try to spend two seconds and try to understand each other and realize that every house has a story. And you don't know what that story is. Yeah. And everyone is on their own. And Jesus didn't say, save your neighbor fix your neighbor. He said, love your neighbor. And that's it. Yeah. We complicate the hell out of it with all of our little, you know, the club club rules, as you say, Yeah. And it would just, it would solve so many problems. Um, take so much pressure off too, because right. you don't feel like, Oh, I can't talk to this person. Cause I got to make a hard sell with my idea, with my politics, with my religion, whatever it is, fill in the blank. Yeah. And, if you just like, I'm going to talk to this guy and get to know him, and at the very least, I'll probably walk
1: away with a new friend. What's the downside to that? Right. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. And then, in letting go of what you want, to find out what they want is the other thing. Which, so I've been working on that in my business lately too, because I'm not, I'm not quite at the level I want to be. Right. I want more. But when I focus on closing deals, because I need the money, and that's why I go to work. I go to work to make money. Like all in all, but when I get to work, the way I approach it is I am here to help people. So like I barely, I, I just had a deal. Um, I do mortgages. I don't know if I do mortgages, mm-hmm. whatever. So this guy is buying a house, and there's screwy laws about foreclosure and recording and stuff like that that govern what type of mortgages you can get when, and that he had a foreclosure and they didn't record it for eight years. The the recording wasn't final. And so even though the foreclosure was 10 years ago and he should qualify for any loan program out there because the servicer didn't fail with the right authorities, he can't get a loan. And it went through this whole thing where I lost the deal. It was, it was a pretty one. It's 400,000 and that's, that's, that's a pretty deal. Anyway, so, um, but it was, it was easy for me and a little confusing for him and the real estate agent, because I said we're going to do what's best for you, period. And 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 I actually have selfish means of it because then I can sleep at night. Like if I think I lost X amount of money, like that hurts. But if I can go home and be like, I did the best thing for my client, like I I'm happy. Yeah. Right. It's a second commandment. The, yep. Well, the, the plan of happiness, right? Like that, that always blows me when I get caught up in the details. I get all frustrated and and confused, and then you like go back, like, no, 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 isn't like a plan of do things this way. It's the plan of happiness. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like that. No, it, yeah, you're right, and it, it just
0: gives you purpose, and it nice guys, you know, don't finish; they finish. I don't know if they finish last or first or whatever, but yeah. Just knowing that you're – if that's your core,
1: then you've got to do that all the time regardless. So here's the question. Do you really think – so I can't remember, Augmentino, or someone said um, – someone said you can have whatever you want as long as you help enough people get whatever they want.
0: Oh, that's um, – Zig Ziglar? Zig Ziglar or Peter Drucker, one of those guys, yeah. A guy said it. You can – yeah. If you, you – in order to get what you want in life, you, you have to help as, you help help as many, help enough other people in life get what you want. So clearly I have not helped enough people.
1: <laughs> you that's right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't even know what I want. I, think, I don't think I know what I want, but yeah. And it's, uh, it kind of goes counter to, to, to the natural man, I guess, because you're like, I got to take care of me. Right. It totally. I got to fill my bucket.
1: Well, so here's something that's interesting. You bring up the natural man. So I, um, in my video that you bring up, I'm a, I understand addiction. I'm not saying I understand anybody who's listening to this particular addiction, but like, and I, I have friends who run a recovery center, and they say your addiction to diet coke. Like, I totally understand what you meant. Like that one time you robbed your grandma purse for money so you can buy it or something like that. Cause like heroin addiction is slightly different than, than diet Coke. Coke addiction, which I, I actually do believe they're all levels of addiction. I believe that any sin is addiction and that because everybody has a favorite sin, they can't quit. And if you're doing something that you know is wrong, that's detrimental to you and you persisted doing it. I think that's addiction.
0: Yeah.
1: Anyways, and back, back on the train here. Um, can't remember where the train is. What were we talking about before I jumped off there? I have no idea.
0: It's. So I'm, r- I'm not trying to focus on anything, so I'm just letting this thing roll where it goes, so I'm not really paying attention to where it, it came should.
1: From, it came from where you want. That was, that's, that's something that I struggle with, the dichotomy of – Someone said, you know, someone's mature when they realize the choices are hard because you can't eat Fruit Loops every day and have a great body, you know, or eat Fruit Loops all along. But so, what you really want is difficult because it's fairly etherical. Yeah. Anyway, what are you doing to figure out what you want? Just trying stuff,
0: just trying things that are interesting me and just trying it and not overanalyzing it just like this sounds fun let's try this like for example my little podcast show yeah i never even thought about doing that until someone said hey you, you got pretty good perspective on life and things you should do it okay yeah. this has been several times in my life where someone just said hey you ought to try that all right just all i needed was that little suggestion
1: yeah
0: try it if you like it then you do it and if you It's not working. Then you just move on to something else.
1: Right.
0: You know, quote unquote, you've failed maybe. So. Right. So what? If you, the the only real failure is if you didn't learn. Or if you didn't try. Yeah, that's for sure. And then you're like, oh, I wish I would have done that. I mean, you still always can. No matter your age, you can try new things and, and, learn. you know, I, uh, I'm a real estate agent and in our sales meeting this morning there's a new kid that's come in and he's 21 and we're all a bit older for the most part and his first thing he said was i'm only 21 i said man it doesn't don't don't start your conversations with how old you are it doesn't matter i said i'm the oldest one in the group here should i start everything with i'm only 50 or i'm geez i'm 50 so i can't do anything now cuz yeah. i've reached that age where You're not supposed to be thinking about new things. You're supposed to be
1: getting ready to pasture or whatever. Yeah. So. Well, I got in the mortgage industry in 2008. Like the worst time to get real estate, right? I mean, everything was crashing, but I didn't know any better. I left the furniture industry and the furniture industry was horrible because it was a recession, right? I didn't know that the mortgage industry, the real estate industry was worse. And so it was kind of like, it was really interesting because like they changed rules every day which was fantastic for me. Cause like almost every day I got a new rule, which I didn't know the old one, but like, boom, there's the new one. And I remembered it because that's all I had. And so within two years, I easily knew more than most anybody else with 10, 20 years of experience. And I quickly learned that as soon as someone comes in and says, I have blank years experience. Like I can forget half of what they say because they're so full of themselves. There's a, so I've been listening to Impact Theory, yeah. Tom Billiou, love, yeah. And like, just the importance of—he he says a whole bunch of different ways, but like, keep realizing your white belt like you like—you don't know anything because the second you have a level of competence, you quit listening with the interest of learning. And it's just, yeah, we do that, and I think I heard a, s- a similar phrase the other day that
0: said one of the worst things you can say is "I know." Because then like if someone's explaining something to you, well, I know you're, you've shut that avenue of learning off. I never even thought about that until someone said that Yeah, makes sense. Because the more, the older I get, the more I know, I don't know
1: Jack or his brothers or his sisters. Well, the other problem is like when you do know, so I think Einstein said it something that you don't really know something until you can explain it to someone who doesn't know it. It's a big problem with people in the medical field because they can't talk in their medical terms to the average person and have them understand what they're saying. So they need to understand at a very high level and communicate at a very low level. But to be able to do that takes a a lot more knowledge. It's like becoming an expert before you can break the rules. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, that makes sense yeah so I don't know that's um, feeds back in because like I know, I know some really smart people who can't explain and I've been there like with mortgage terms it took me a while before I could break down APR and why it's important like well, pretend I'm six years
0: old man and explain to me why this is important or why you do what you do I I know that we just had the uh, the housing summit for the Utah County Association of Realtors and there was a couple guys there economists and they were brilliant both of them but I was about ready to blow my brains out because I think on a very simplistic level and I was just like this is great information but you guys need a better spokesperson yeah that you know they could do it in a comedy form I don't know
1: or even juggling cats or something I was at a similar oh we got a new client retention module some new CRM management system and they just hit benefit, 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 or feature, feature, feature. Which all the benefit? This is what we do. This is what we do. We're like, why? Like, yeah, you've got all these features without saying why it's important. And that's, I think, that's like this is important. Yeah, the why. This is what. It, this is what it will do for you. Yeah, this, this
0: the, you'll enjoy it, and this is why. Uh, there was a lady in our office that said the other day, she's, are we, she's like, in order to get the buy in, you have to get the why in. Yeah. Which are on so many different levels, yeah. we don't know the why behind things. And yeah. Yeah. I think we should call this episode a, a, a random thought Thursday on
1: steroids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's been buzzed all over the place. Yeah. There was no. But that's okay. We should try it with an agenda sometime or something. Yeah. No, that's no, all right. But it's full begin. of random thoughts. Full of random thoughts. And it looks like I'm
0: almost running out of your time, so.
1: Yeah,
0: it's good. Yeah. Thank you.
1: Yeah, it's been thanks, fun.
0: For having, thanks, thanks for having. Thanks, thanks, thanks for having me. I, <laughs> you're having me. I'm having you. So, uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for joining me today on
1: on my little show here. It's been fun. Yeah, it has. It's it was a, it was a very thoughtful day to begin with.
0: If uh, if someone wanted to get in touch with you, how would they do that?
1: Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Jason Christiansen. Okay. If you did uh, Jason Christiansen. I'll put them in. Dash, the show. I'll put it yeah. in the show notes. Or, you know. So I'm pretty easy to find. You can Google me. Yeah.
0: Somebody wants to call and yell at you or say you're crazy or you're yeah. a failure or that or that they need you. They need to set you up to cure you <laughs> of your singleness. Yeah, your 40, 40 year old singleness disease that you have. Yeah, that you need to be cured. It's painful of. sometimes.
1: Well, you are in Utah County. Yeah, the pressure. is See, you know what I heard the other dead. day. This is a great one. Like, love your critics because oftentimes, like all the one, the people who surround you, the people who love you. Don't love you enough to point out your failures, so like get in the way of people who don't like you, because they will tell you where you failed, and it's so valuable. I like that. Yeah, and then and then when someone says, "I ride a motorcycle, and I don't ride a motorcycle like an old woman drives a Cadillac," it's not why I ride a motorcycle.
0: Explain. All right. Explain how an old woman drives a Cadillac.
1: I don't go speed limit. I'm really sorry, and I don't stay in my lane. Are you really sorry? I don't think you are. This could go deeper. (laughs) Because if you're true to yourself at a very base level, you have more confidence and power on every other level. And so if you're lying to yourself, everybody who drives in the state of Utah legally has a state-issued license. And they have signed their name legally that they will follow the laws, just like your real estate license, just like a doctor's medical license, you have a driver's license, a state issued license, and you are fundamentally messing with your moral code every time you knowingly break a traffic law. You promised legally that you keep the laws. A whole on So you're robbing from your own power when you break. The law. Anyway, so I dro- I'm driving my motorcycle. The way it, that's fun for me. Can, Which is, you're probably fast yeah it was really fast Good. And any anyway um is there is, so i'm I'm getting up to the intersection and there's a guy in a pickup truck and he's honking and, and whatever <clears throat> and so i'm I'm curious and I didn't think that anybody had a problem with my driving because as long and when when I drive if I don't have to brake when you got in front of me I'm fine I don't care if you mess up my traffic pattern then I then, so like I'm in and out of traffic very, and he was like, you drive like an a-hole, you know, and I thought, I never considered the impact of my reckless driving on the people around me, and it, it bothered me, like it still kind of pricks up my heart, um, but it's changed the way I drive, I don't drive as recklessly, because I don't want to offend, I don't want to mess up somebody's day, critics, they're good. So, do you
0: have a new friend now,
1: with that guy that called you an a-hole? I don't know who he oh, is. Okay. He probably hates me still, but I really valued his opinion. Good, changed my life. Okay,
0: <laughs> love your critics. That's that's the that's our closing remarks. Yeah. Loving your critics. Okay, all right. Thanks again, sir. Appreciate your time.
1: Thank. Yeah, thank you. I enjoyed
0: it. Thank you.
1: <laughs>
0: thank you again for listening to the Parish the Thought Show. We would love your comments and feedback on our website at briankeithparish.com slash feedback. If you love or hate what you hear, please give us a rating on whatever platform you find us.